0: Francesco, um, very good to have you on this. It's uh, We've known each other for 11 years now. Um, you know, we started touring together. And like, I, I really, I usually I don't want to do introductions, but you are working in a field where you are largely invisible to the people that are coming to concerts. Um, but you're the one responsible for, for setting them up, uh, for organizing uh, everything around them and i mean i'll let you explain uh, more about that but um, i feel very fortunate that i that i know you and i've learned so much about <laughs> about life in general uh, observing what you
1: do <laughs> <laughs> well thank you <laughs> It's actually is is actually uh well first of all thank you for for having me here <laughs> um yeah it's it's actually it's the 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 invisible job uh, most people don't see it, but um, there's always someone behind the scene organizing and and you know putting shows together and 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 making you know making it work. And wow, well, yeah, we've been we've been knowing each other since what, was eleven years now, ten years. So it's been we've been doing quite some tours together. Uh, with Stickman, with uh, Crimson Project. So we, and, and actually, I don't know about you, but for me, when we met, that was right at the beginning of my, of my career. Um, before, I think 2011 is the year when I uh, quit. Uh, I was already doing this job for another, for a, for a, for a company. Uh, but that is the year when I quit the job and I started my own company and I went completely on my own. So from that moment on, it's been a continuous learning about this job because really, it's not a, a job that someone someone you know you you don't go to school and and someone tells you how how to book tours and and how to manage a tour. You just learn it from yourself or from somebody who, who teach you on the road. But it's mainly all about, you know, being out on the road and, and experience, I guess.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you really need, you really need to experience it in real life to, to understand what is needed for that job. And it's also not yeah, just one job. To... It's, it's, it's many, many different jobs, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, actually um, what I'm doing it's mainly two, two jobs. Um, is Normally you have, because I book the tour. Uh, so I, I, I book the shows and I, and I put them all together and I build the itinerary of a tour and then I tour manage them, which is a different job. Normally you have one booking agent and one tour manager. So it's two separate jobs. But in my case, I figured, I started as a tour manager, as a freelance tour manager. And doing this job, I you know, got a lot of connections with promoters all around Europe. So I, I decided to start my own booking agency at some point. And, uh, and that's how actually I also started to, to book shows. Uh,
0: so Francesco before before that what what did you yes. do before that
1: i uh, so let me move sorry i have a power problem okay it should be fixed now um i always worked in the in the in the live music uh field all the time since since ever i started as a, um i was working in a um, real I was the guy doing the night shift, doing the weekend shift and uh, that's how I started. Then at some point um, we were someone needed um, a tech for a, for a small tour. So I went out as a tech and I and I loved it. I, I really found it amazing to, you know, to go on tour. And from then, uh, I think one of the very first international tour I did was with Tony Levin uh, back in 2006. It um, was out with the Tony Levin band, and uh, the the agency was organizing the tour. They knew me. They needed they, they so they asked me to do the tour as a tech. So that's how I met Tony uh, the first time, and then. I don't even know how I. At some point, I just switched from being a tech to 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 being a tour manager. I think the tour with Tony was um, uh, taught me a lot uh, about about tours and and and, and about this job. Um, I think after that tour, um, Jim Weider. When came on tour in Europe, and and he needed a tour manager, and Tony gave him my my contact. That's I think that was that was the very first tour I did as a tour manager. Uh, it wasn't me booking it; I was just out on the road with the band. Uh, uh, but that's probably the first one I did. That was back in two thousand seven. And and then I just and were you, you know, were you driving? Were you driving then, or what? What was I was. Yes, I was driving the band. I was I was the only one with the band. It was just the band and me. We didn't even have a a sound engineer on the tour. There was the four or five guys in the band and me in a band driving around Europe, <laughs> playing shows. And I found it amazing. I mean, it, it was the best thing I could I could imagine. I wanted I wanted to do traveling. And being involved with music, uh, this is a combination of my my passions. So I couldn't think of anything better than that. And from that moment, it was just carry on and and keep doing it. Um, start to work with with new bands, with new artists, um, which is basically what I'm keep doing it now. Uh, in the, in the meantime, when I, when I started, when I went on my own and started my own company, uh, back in 2011, money was a big struggle because I, I started from, from zero. So I had no job, um, not many tours. And at the time I also had a health, um, situation that prevented me to work for like four months. So I started to drive tour buses. Um, so I was, I was driving buses for, let's say, three, four months in a year, and that would give me enough money to cover for the rest of the year and, I, and to let me do uh, the job as a tour manager and as a, and as a booking agent, even if those tours were not paying very well. Uh, and I kept doing this for probably five years, until 2016, and that was a great um, way to learn this job because I was driving tour buses for bands from all over, you know, Europe or uh, United States on tour in Europe. So I was I was thrown into this uh, bigger production uh, from stadium tours to big clubs to theaters, any sort of production. And that was a a great way to make some experience, just be there and look how things are done in the professional world. Because until that time, I was just, you know, me driving a van and with not a real clue of what was going on. So that was very important for me to, to learn. And it, helped me to make new contacts like one of the one of the bands that i drove that was back in 2014 i drove these american rock bands called uh, skillet and i drove them for a couple of tours in europe and after that they asked me to to work uh to take a different position so i, so I did a few tours with them as a um, uh, merchandiser in the states and then, as a production assistant, as a VIP coordinator, because they had these VIP tickets, and that was also a great experience. And and so I made my experience, let's say, baggage uh, bigger and bigger. And you know, now ten years later, I I I can do it on my own things that I've been watching for for quite some years when I was just driving bus.
0: Yeah, I I find it wonderful that you know. In my view, you are a real artist. You know, like an artist in the sense as you described. So you you did some other job in order to be able to follow your passion to book shows, and uh, and uh, you know you are you know the business inside out from many many perspectives. And I I also know that initially you were and you are you're still a bass player, right? So so you even know you even know the position of the musician and. and it's it's like it I think this is this is really the 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 proper way um, to to run a business like you need to know every little detail obviously then at some point you can you know you can let other people uh, do their work you don't need to control them but you have you have the knowledge you know? yes
1: exactly and that knowledge helps you to uh, to I mean for me it, all that knowledge helps me to uh, do a better job. Uh, as I know what it means to drive a bus or to to do merchandise or to be a tech or to be a musician, um, I can get a better understanding of what are the needs of our bus driver or our merchandise guys or 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 or, or, or the band itself. Um, even if, even if my well, my experience as a musician is 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 a very small experience, nothing comparable to anything that I'm doing now. But um, it makes me understand what it means to be on a stage and what are the actual needs for musicians when they are when they are on stage and when they are on tour. That doesn't mean that I that I'm always able to, uh, you know do the right job because some, sometimes it's just, you know, you have to you have to find compromises, uh, all the time. Um, but it, it, you know, I,
0: no, I only, I only saw you last week here in Berlin, um, when you were uh, here with a uh, pineapple thief and, uh, and there was a really wonderful moment before the show started where you were on the stage. And obviously, like nobody knows who you are. But for me, from but for me, from my perspective, like looking at the stage and seeing you on the stage, this was it really made me smile because okay, so there's maybe like the most important person of this whole thing is there on stage. Nobody cares, you know. And uh, I, I, I think I think that is that is just one, one in a way a wonderful position to be in because you are very important. And you can do your work, you're like in the second line, right? You're like you're not in the front line. And 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 it's it's sort of like a very um um I don't know, it's a very special um position to be in. And uh I I, I kind of like that as well, like when I'm producing an album for somebody else, for example, right? Like it's not about me, it's not about but I can do my best work, like or I can do a lot of really great work.
1: When it's not my face that's on the cover, if you know. Yeah. I, you know. Yeah. Well, my my face was really never uh, on on, <laughs> on on any cover, so I, I don't know what is being uh, <laughs> on the cover with your face <laughs> on the cover. But yeah, I, I mm-hmm. found I found it very very. I, I found myself very comfortable in, in this position, you know, sec- second line. Um, no one knows who I, who am I, what I'm doing and probably puts me in the in, the, in, the, <laughs> in a more safe environment <laughs> um, but you know it's it's also I also have to keep in mind very it, it is very important for me to keep in mind that everything that I do reflects on the band on the artist image because if I if I fuck up something uh, is the band that is the one that is uh, is going to be blamed uh, if the sound is not good if the if, if there's anything that um, put the band in the in the in the wrong place and they're not able to 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 play the show they are um, in the conditions in the right conditions. Um, then for the audience, it's not because, oh, their, their, their agent or their tour manager uh, messed it up and now they're playing a, a bad show because of that. Uh, for the audience, is oh, they played a bad show. So I, I'm i always extremely um, conscious that whatever I do, it reflects on the artist and the perception that the audience have of that artist. And I know what you're thinking now because we did a lot of really bad gigs with Stickman back in the, back in the days, especially at the beginning. <laughs> so I, I keep learning this.
0: <laughs> you, you know, I, I really have to tell you that from the perspective of me as a, as a musician, just the, just the fact that, that I can play, that there is an opportunity to play, it really already makes me happy. So like even if the the gig is shitty, you know, there's always that moment where we're on stage and we're
1: playing, and that kind of like makes up for a lot of <laughs> for a lot of shit. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, at at the end, at the end of the day, when when the gig the show goes well, and you know, the, the artist is happy on stage, they are able to, to to play the you know to 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 bring on stage their music at the, at the best level. Um, even if the, the stage is not the best one, even if the hotel is not the best one, even if the travel was horrible, uh, that's all that matters. But this is really because you are a professional <laughs> and, and, and you are able to, you play music because you love to play music. And that makes a huge difference. Um, especially when you have, you know, uh, I mean, I, I've been working with, with other um, artists that were probably not there because of the music. They were there because of show off themselves on stage. And so all the little things around like, uh all the hotel, the food, the, the stage, the, the 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 place where they play affected a lot and put them in the in the in the bad in the wrong mood for the show just because they were not there to play music. I think this is a huge difference between real musicians and just people who plays and, and 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 want to show off. And I'm not saying that they're not good. I'm saying that it's just a different. Um, they're driven by a different. Uh, it's a different motivation. Different motiva- motivation, exactly, exactly. And I was yeah, yeah. very lucky in my in my career to be able to work with musicians, real musicians, and like you, like 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 Tony, like Pineapple Thief, like. Uh, I don't know if if I was just lucky or or or, or what, but I I always found myself working uh, with real musicians, and that really made things a lot easier for me because I I, I know I'm I'm fucking up sometimes, and and that helps me <laughs> because at the end, um, music is the most important thing, and and the music that is going to get. Perform the stage is the most important thing. Is not the hotel. Is not the dinner. Is not uh, our luxury. Is the band you're traveling on. Mm-hmm.
0: So what? What would you say? Like you were saying uh, that um, it's it's very important for you to make sure that the experience is right for the for the musicians. Like and the circumstances are right for the musicians. So what would you say is the most important? like really from your perspective for the audience, like what is, what gives the audience the best experience and what kind of control do you have?
1: Well, um, I would say, first of all, the sound. Um, but there's a lot of things that are connected to that because, uh, probably, probably a, as an audience, the first thing I look at I, when I go to a gig, I, I think the sound is the is the most important thing. So obviously, everything that is connected to the to the sound plays a very important role. So the equipment um, that is being used that has to be the right one, uh, the stage, the the, the PA. Um, that's probably the my first focus. Then the second focus is, is if 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 the band on that um, on that stage, on that specific stage, is able to comfortably play. If the stage is too small or it doesn't sound right, or if they have audience in you know Surrounded by audience, or you know, positions that makes them feel uncomfortable. Uh, that also affect the way uh, the way the musicians play, because maybe they are distracted by by something and they can't be focused hundred percent on what are they playing. Like I don't know, stupid, very stupid example. You often see uh, photographers other shows and those photographers are uh, often uh, very distracting for the for the band on stage and this is something that many many of them many photographers many people don't understand and they can really be distracting you know you you playing on stage and you have someone just you know 20 centimeters from you with this camera moving and then they cross each other. It's very extremely distracting. So something, uh, and, and it's also distracting for the audience, for especially the people in the, in the first rows, they, they've been there, you know, they've been queuing up uh, early, early in advance to be in the first row. And then they have these people in front of them, ruining their connection with the band on stage. And but on the other side, it's also important to have photographers, to have someone who takes photos during the show. So, as as always, you need to find the right balance. So let them take photos, uh, but at the same time, put a limit on what they're doing. Um, so, like normally, the standard for me is like photos only on the first three songs. Uh, man, many of them they they don't understand um but it's it's also the same for you know people who film the shows cuz it can be very destructive for for musicians on, on stage when you know there's somebody there in the first line with a phone like that all oh, the show it's
0: so but but in in other words maybe um it's uh, your job in 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 a way, is about finding compromises, right? Also, like yeah, to, right. to you know, to figure out like how can I, uh, you know, give space to the photographers because we need them, we need the press, right? And how can we, how can we uh, give the audience a good experience? Like even from, uh, and I know that maybe you don't, you don't can't control that hundred percent, but even from the the way that they're being uh, led into the theater, right? Yeah, like, and uh, and stuff like that, and and but everything seems. I mean, you you tell me if I'm wrong, but it seems like you're kind of negotiating all the time.
1: Yeah, it's a constant compromise from from the way you deal with photographers to the way you deal with the budget, uh, with any expenses you have on the tour, because you know a tour is a is a is an expensive machine. Uh, depending on the size but even you know a small tour in a in a band with just the band the song guy and, and a tour manager is a uh, has expenses and and it's a cost of compromise you know you 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 want to get that hotel which is close to the venue and there's a safe parking but it's really expensive so it there's always something that um you have to deal with and to find the right compromise um with the people, with with, with the, the, the promoters, uh, with the budget, with the photographers. So it's 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 literally the the man in between. <laughs> That's my position. Yes. Man in between. So how
0: how how do you deal with say the um, um financial situation with a tour let's say so for example you make your calculation at the beginning and you're kind of like no okay well, I'm expecting this kind of money to come in and then you you see like the constant expenses that you have are yeah. you are you keeping are you keeping track of things like like uh, at any point in the process like so oh, yeah, the, yeah, would yeah. You, do you do you want to know if the tour may not make money do you want to know that even like <laughs> halfway through the tour um, or is that something that you're like always looking at the at the full package, like kind of like uh, you know, because it may also be a motivational factor. Like if yeah. the band learns, for example, that they're not going to make money on a tour, you don't no don't necessarily want to tell them uh, one yeah. week into the tour, right? <laughs>
1: yes, right. Well, this is something that I learned. This is probably the the, the one of the most important part that I've learned in these years because when I started, it was just like. You book the shows, okay? This show is gonna is gonna pay X amount, okay? Uh, then you book the next show. That show is gonna pay X amount. You put them together. Uh, you try to keep the cost under control. by you know, and what whatever is left la- is left goes to goes to the band or depending on the on the on the deal. But uh, I had tours where. I mean, most at the beginning, I wasn't doing any calculation. I was just going and and hope that it would work financially. I mean, obviously, I knew that the money that was coming from the show it was good enough to cover the cost and pay the band. But I ended up doing tours where it wasn't it wasn't good enough. So I I lost money myself, uh, in certain situations or the band lost money. So that, uh, that put me in the position to start working on numbers in advance and try to do a, 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 you know, to set up a business plan. Now I am, I am a complete nerd. I would, I'd like to show you my, my spreadsheet (laughs) (laughs) because, because now, now it's, it's, I I mean, I, 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 and it's helping me a lot. Because when I, when I, now when I, when I book a show and I get the offers, um, I, I, you know, I build up this spreadsheet where I put all the numbers in. I put all the costs in, even if far just provisional costs, I know how much is going to co- roughly cost, uh, a tour bus or a van or the fuel or the crew. Um, and I, pull all of those all, all those numbers into this spreadsheet and and see where am i if i can afford to to uh, to to get a an, an hotel that is a bit more expensive or to pay for a most luxury uh, van or if i can afford to bring a lighting guy or whatever and i keep this constantly updated constantly updated every every um, so I basically is a there's a provisional budget and an actual budget so every time I have an expenses for for the tour it goes into the budget and I can compare and keep it under control so at any time I know exactly where where we are with the budget and I can tell the band uh, in advance before the tour starts how much money are they gonna make um, obviously you have to keep in mind that a lot of deals are, are based on the ticket sales. So I, what, what I do is, is, you know, doing projection of how many tickets I think we can sell on that specific show and, and, and run my numbers. So I, what I'm doing is, okay, if we sell that amount of tickets here, that amount of tickets here, and that amount of tickets there, this is what you're going to make. At the end of the tour and then every week i get um sales figures from every promoter i can see how, the, how how that is affecting the the budget for the tour so if 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 there's a show that is not selling well uh, then i have a promotional budget that i use for shows uh, that are not performing well, to you know, push on the promotion. So n- now it's it's something I, I I I have completely under control in a very nerdy way. Uh, before it was just okay. Let's go and play. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Uh, but as I said yeah, I remember you I remember you started you started this system even back in 2014. Yeah, I remember you had that little notebook with a spreadsheet and uh, also already this idea to, to to spend money on promotion for shows that weren't performing well. yeah in terms of ticket sales yeah. and yeah I mean what what kind of because you said here you have everything under control like this, but what does that mean? Say you have like a, like an unexpected huge expense. Yes, yeah. right. Um, which 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 tools do you have to sort of um, um, counteract something like that? Do you have do you have means to actually make more money on a, on some
1: shows? If you mm, I don't know if you do not really bec- probably not not huh? really because when you mm-hmm. I mean the tour harmony am on it now. Um, was well let's say now with the pandemic is a little little different but let's say i normally start booking a tour one year before one year in advance so all the budget is built one year before the tour gets on the road so even before the, the very first expenses so there's not much you can predict about about that and you know you the 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 budget you have is the budget you can build up from the shows, from the revenues of the shows. I mean, it can be ticket sales, it can be merchandise. Um, in some, with some artists, it can be the VIP experience, which helps a lot um, to pay expenses, basically. Uh, but the way the way I build the budget is always with a higher provisional amount of money than what I'm gonna spend so I'm prepared to have surprises yeah. obviously if 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 you have an, an unexpected huge cost then then that's a problem because maybe you can cover it, partially cover it with this extra budget but if it's if it's a lot of money uh, it will it will mess up the whole budget and they will tour financially so there's not <laughs> much. Uh, I can do there. I try to prevent any any possible surprise. I, you know, we have a we have insurance on the on the tour, on the gear, on on health, on everything. So if something happen, I try to be covered. Uh, if if you know, if someone break into the into the van or into the trailer of the bus and steal all the gear, we're covered. So. Then the, the the problem is 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 okay. How are we gonna play tonight? But that's a, that's another that's another problem. It's probably a, a different kind of problem. Um, but I I know many about many tours that you know had some major unexpected expenses and they and they went completely default financially because of that. So. Mm-hmm. So, and you know be, well, be, the, because each tour is different, is completely different, even with the same artist. Um, you have to, you know, just go with the flow, uh, adapt and adjust, and be be ready to to take action because you have a plan, but this plan ninety five percent will 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 change. So you have to be flexible and the artist has to be flexible. They have to, I mean, this this was also something I've been very lucky because I always worked with artists that were flexible and understood when, you know, something went wrong or something didn't work properly. Yeah, but I think like
0: the, maybe one of the main features of how you work is that you, uh, the way you radiate some sort of stability, you know, like people kind of like see you as the, as the uh, beacon of light, yeah. there, you know, like there is the, you, you kind of like give the stability, but I can also now see that how you, how you manage that for yourself with, with the business plan, with the, the spreadsheet that you update all the time. So, so that you have some sort of uh, safety net for yourself as well. So I, I guess that, that allows you to kind of like, uh, you know, like you act calmly most of the time, right? <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> even, even if you're stressed, I mean, I've, I've experienced you stressed, of course. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I, I can get really
1: stressed, but, um, you know, I, I have, I had experiences of, um, tour manager, two managers freaking out and explode in rage because something wasn't right or something didn't work. And, I've learned very quickly that it doesn't work. It just put everybody in in a in a bad mood, and it's not fixing anything. It's just a it's just a you know, it, it is completely useless. Um, and maybe also because of, of the way I am, I oh I mean I I keep calm. You know, I am I'm, I'm able to keep calm. Then I get really stressed, but I'm able to keep things calm and probably absorb all all that stress. Then I then I need to <laughs> to to let it out somehow. But um, it helps me a lot because some, sometimes it's just uh, I know that I've been through many situations where where other people would would have just exploded and and for me it was it was different um mm-hmm. how,
0: how how do you how do you budget uh yourself in
1: into the whole system let's say
0: like how do you how do you pay yourself
1: uh well as an agent i i get a percentage on uh, what the artists make on 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 the show, and then when I go on tour um, with the band, I I get a a wage, a daily wage like any other, any other uh, person in the crew. I see. Uh, there are tours that I that I, where I only do the booking and I'm not going on tour, um, and there are tours where I do both and there are tours where I only do tour manager and I'm not booking the tour myself. Sometimes I work for other um, for artists that I don't represent myself or uh, that I don't book myself. It's not happening often lately, but I've been doing this for, for quite some times. Um, so yeah, that's normally how, how it works. Uh, yeah.
0: So let let me ask you about like obviously uh, our our business has been has been disturbed a lot by the pandemic, and uh, what would be interesting to me is if you tell us a little bit about how how you did like the first tour uh, last year with Pineapple Thief mm. um, when there were still the pandemic conditions, right? So so what what did you knew need to do? What kind of, uh, restrictions were there and how did you navigate them?
1: Well, that's actually not just, uh, back in, uh, in the fall 2021, it was, it's also now cause we're touring right now We're we're at the end of this second leg of the European tour and it's pretty much the same situation or very similar situation than in October. Um, uh, so we, 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 we had this tour planned for the fall twenty twenty. When the um, when the pandemic um, hit Europe, we obviously we had to postpone it. So we we split the tour into one leg that was planned for October twenty twenty one, and a second leg in late February into late March twenty twenty two. And then it's been just roller coaster, you know up and down, up and down, new wave, uh, uh, ease of restrictions, then new wave, and everything closed again. Then we suddenly got to the summer 2021, and they started to lift restrictions, but for outdoor shows, not for indoor shows. Nobody was thinking about indoor shows. This was the big problem with the pandemic, for our business, not just the fact that you couldn't play shows, which is absolutely reasonable uh the fact that there was no way to to make plans early enough because you need you need time to book a tour you need time to put on a tour and and we didn't have this time i mean we knew that okay if you go out now you can play in this place in this place in that place uh, but in in 3 months from now you have no idea if you can still do it um so when we got to the summer um 2021 i remember late august the tour was starting at the end of september and late august uh we still didn't know how many shows we can we could perform so my nerdy spreadsheet was very helpful in that situation because i could you know make uh, different options, different plans, and see. Okay, what was what happening if we have to cancel this show? Uh, what happens if, if it's not only this show, but it's also this other one and the, that other one? So I did some projections, I ran some numbers, and and I, you know, I knew that with a certain amount of shows, uh, we could have we could have make it. We decided to go out on the road when it was like four we were four week out four weeks out of the of the tour. So one month before wow. we decided, okay, let's do it. And I mean things were looking good enough to do it even with restrictions. There were still restriction, restrictions restrictions in in some countries like Germany, there were still restrictions. Uh Holland, uh France, There was, I mean, it was restrictions pretty much everywhere. Um so I, we had to cancel a couple of shows and postpone a few others. So we had we ended up with more days off on, during the tour, and days off are crazy expensive because you have to pay for hotels, you have to pay for a bus that is parked up somewhere, so you have more expenses. Um, but we, you know, we managed to to absorb these these extra expenses and to go out on tour. I think the pineapple tip was. One of the very few bands that went on a cross border international tour in the fall 2021. Um, And that we were one of the very first to deal with a post pandemic world and a post Brexit world because the band is British. So Brexit happened and it completely changed everything for touring artists, but no one really experienced that because it was during the pandemic. So we learned what it, <laughs> it was to to deal with with you know Brexit, and and we were actually really lucky because uh, restrictions in most country got lifted just before the shows. So one night we played Munich, and. Uh, until a few days before you could only play shows with a seated audience with face mask and then so we put chairs we put seats in the the venue and then two days before the show or the day before the show this rule changed and so it was it wasn't not necessary anymore to have seats in the the venue but it was too expensive to take them out Um, and we we already hired them and so we just let them there. And during the show, Bruce, the singer, said, okay, we're not supposed to see that anymore. The rule has changed two days ago, so if you want to stand, you can stand. And the whole room stand up and went in front of the and <laughs> That was a, a great moment. I, I wish I had a camera in that moment because it was really, okay, this is it's changing now. It's, we're, we're going over. Wonderful. Um, <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, then... So we managed to do the the old tour and then 10 days, not less than two weeks later, I was supposed to go through with another band also in Europe. Um, But at that point is the, the Omicron variant was spiking up. And in one day we, I got four shows canceled in just one day because of new restrictions. So, uh, Three days before we, we started the tour, we had to decide to pull most most of the shows. I think we did seven shows out of 25. because wow. which, all, which, which band was this? That was Soen. So we managed oh, yeah. to do, mm-hmm. to do mm-hmm. three shows in Denmark just because they still didn't have any restrictions in Denmark and because the band is from Sweden, so it was easy to drive. And then we did shows in Spain and Portugal because uh, they were also... Uh, there were still no restrictions there so we made it just in time uh, I think Spain put uh, put up restrictions right after right after the band performed the shows in Spain and same did Portugal, there was some something changed right after the shows so it was really the right moment we saw the opportunity to do the tour with Panacal in that moment and we just Took it, even if the conditions were not the best, even if we knew that the ticket sales would have been affected big time, because because of because of that, uh, we still you know they they we were on the same page. They 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 wanted to go out and play, and I felt it was safe enough to go out and play. And, and, and we did it and now we're, we're on the second, on the second leg. And it was exactly the same. We, until we started on February 23rd, that was the first show, um, on January 15th out of 25 shows, we were able to perform only seven of them because of the new restrictions. Um, but things were starting to change because, you know, there was a, this spike was already start going down in some, uh, countries. Uh, so we kept waiting and at the beginning of February, it was already, okay, most shows were possible. We only have maybe three or four shows that were still not possible at the beginning of February. So three weeks before the tour started. And then by mid-late February, restrictions on those countries also got lifted. So we're now doing all of the shows we were supposed to do, 25 out of 25, which is which is great. But again, we are obviously affected by by COVID. I mean, you were in Berlin the other night, um, and you saw so yourself. You had to be uh, vaccinated, and you have to take a test. Uh, to get in. And there's a lot of people who doesn't want to do it. There's a lot of people who's not vaccinated. There's a lot of people who doesn't feel comfortable to, to be in a room with hundreds of other people around, even if they are tested or vaccinated. So Mm it's affecting the shows uh, a lot, Uh, but we figure, okay, what, what, what are the options we have? Um, We can move the tour again and and the next window was in the spring of 2023. So move it for one more year. We uh, yeah, didn't I, feel it was it was the right the right choice. I mean, yeah, yes, it, yeah. it, it, most most bands, I, I think ninety eight percent of the artists they just pushed everything. Okay, is it, we're not gonna make enough money we'll push it. Where it's not safe enough, we'll push it. Um, let's wait until things will come back to normal. But we don't know if things will come back to normal at all. I mean, we're just jumped from not a through. worldwide pandemic into a, into a war uh, or, you know, into a possible war. Uh, we have to leave the moment. This is, this is what I learned from this, two years of pandemic. We have to leave the moment and take the chance when you, when we can, because we don't know what happens tomorrow. So this tour was, we, we were able to do the tour now. Um, even if, if money wise, we've been heavily affected by the pandemic, but we did it. We're doing it. And it's, it's, it's doing great. And um, I'm so glad we, we, we went for this decision. I'm, I'm, I feel lucky to, you know, to work with musicians who really wanted to go out on tour and, and play the shows.
0: So do do are you testing the crew and the musicians like every day, every other day or?
1: Yeah, we have a very strict uh, COVID protocol on tour, uh, which basically is the, is a bubble. So we all live together in the tour bus. We all share the same, the same, um, spaces as you can probably hear around me (laughs) um so our group is a bubble the space where we live is the bubble so the bus is a bubble the dressing room is the bubble every time we are next to somebody who's not part of our bubble we wear masks Um, we test every every two days we have those you know self tests that you do do yourself uh, so, every two days we get tested um, and on the tour bus we 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 have now i asked the company to build a, a a separate room with two beds so in case anyone tests positive we we have a play a safe place separated from everybody else where we can quarantine uh, in case we need to, or even if someone just feels sick, there's a there's a special room, um, and then you know just just what we learned on on in these two years of pandemic. So uh, hand sanitizers everywhere, and I, I mean after two years of pandemic, I think we learn what and how we we have to how we have to deal with. And it's all about a very, a good hygiene practice. You know, wash your hands, uh, keep the mask. That's it. That's really uh, so. And it worked out. It worked in October. Actually, October we did a tour, and was the first time in my in my in my life where I did a tour and no one got sick. Because you know you, you you know this very well. Normally on tour, one gets sick. And then it, everyone, everyone, uh, take get it, because it's you know someone take gets a virus from from outside. He brings it into the van or into the bus, and within a week everyone has has that virus. Then for someone is is bad, for someone is nothing, for someone else is uh, something in in between. But that tour in October was the first tour I ever. Where no one got sick, just because we were, you know, keeping our hands clean and wearing a mask and being away from 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 everyone. Obviously, this also affected the tour financially because we had uh, these VIP tickets upgrade. that are a, a, a very important financial support for the tour, and we had to cancel them because it was too dangerous. I mean, it, w- it would have been too dangerous to meet every night, 20, 30 people, uh, take photos, and, and you know, uh, it didn't feel like the, the safest thing to do in that moment. Uh, the other thing, well, the other option was to cancel the meet and greet. You only do, or, or cancel the photo, you keep distance between the band and the people who bought the VIP ticket, but that would be a different experience than what, you know, people was expecting. So we decided to instead then, you know, just change the thing. Uh, we just decided to, 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 to cancel it. And obviously it, it affected the tour financially, but that was not a choice. I mean, if someone gets infected during the tour, you can only imagine what happened. I mean, you will have to, cancel shows uh, at the last minute you end up with uh, insane amount of expenses that you're not able to cover anymore because you don't have the revenue from the shows that you're, you're going to play that you have to cancel so it, it, it will be a, a complete disaster this is something that um, I mean when we cancel the VIP uh, ticket most of people understood the reason uh, but uh, we we still got messages from fans that were kind of upset because the band wasn't coming out to to say hi to the audience or to you know shake hands or take photos or especially the ones who are waiting outside the venue uh, to get a, an autograph. Um, you know we we had to we had to keep everyone safe, and yeah. sometimes people don't understand this. If 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 I get infected when I'm home, it's fine. I'm, I'm, it's fine. I mean, it's just a matter of my health. But I'm home. I, I take off. If, you know, if, if I have a if I have an office job, I'm I get sick. Fine. I, I take I take sick days, and I still get paid. And fine, I'll, I'll be home for a week. If we get infected, if someone gets infected while we are on tour, it. It will be a a financial disaster, other than any other health um, issue that you might have because you got sick. Uh, So yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Isn't isn't it amazing? Like we were saying that your whole job is about like making compromises and finding uh, negotiating between different parties, and and now with with COVID there is this this meta meta (laughs) problem, right? That you need to navigate. And, uh, I'm, it's fast, it's fascinating, uh, Francesco, how you're dealing with this. And I agree with you totally that I think we need to, um, make sure that whenever we can actually find that compromise, right? We can find a way to do the shows, play the shows. We should do it.
1: Yeah.
0: And you know, at that, at that point, it doesn't matter if a fan is, uh, uh, is unhappy about not getting an autograph right like it's about the whole thing and and i i think you know think thinking about you know like people your age my age 2 years is not that much of a time for a break right it's kind of yeah. still okay somehow but if you're thinking about people who are in their 70s right and you realize that you know like maybe they have to take a take a rest for 2 or 3 years that may actually mean the end of a career. Yes, and and I think we also need to think about these things when uh, when kind of like trying to establish these cultural cultural events again. You know.
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, I mean, even for people our age, uh, it's still. I mean, when I when I this morning we, we we're in Oslo today and we played this same venue in uh, march february 2020 2019 uh, and i was talking with the with the with the promoter just an hour ago and i was say oh yes last year when we were here i remember this this dressing room and then i suddenly realized it was not last year it's three years ago in my mind it's last year in my mind 2019 is last year but we're in 2022 now and those two years that we have lost um, professionally, because, you know, we, we obviously those two years were years that we leave. but on a professional point of view, we have lost two years. Um, no one is giving, giving them back to us, uh, regardless of, of how old you are. Yeah, of course, if you are, if you are 20 years old, uh, you probably deal with that in a different way. But uh, for me, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm 41 and it's like, uh, okay. Uh, I've lost two years. I, I can feel that. And I can imagine for, you know, people in their 60s, in their 70s, this is a lot more, uh, than how it is for me. So, yeah, I mean, what other option we have? Keep, Postponing, keep pushing tours because it's still not the right time. And then, what fifth wave of COVID twenty? What will become COVID twenty one or uh, war or or who knows? And and you know this also throw me back into what is the sense of what we do. We this is obviously we're professionals. This is our job. And it's obviously business is, is a lot related to business, but it's also music. It is something that is absolutely not related to any business. And it brings joy to the audience. It brings joy to musicians on stage. I see this every night, especially in the countries where, where restriction has just been lifted. Uh how, happy is the people to be at the show and to finally be in a in a live concert again. And this is this is all all we need. This is is not about money, it's not about this is, I, I don't care about that. The, the the this feeling of of joy and happiness from the audience and from the band who was finally able to be on a stage again and play and, and create that connection with the audience. Is priceless and and keep you know pushing because oh you, we're not gonna sell uh, all the tickets we want to sell. I think it's just uh, two businessmen way to way to think.
0: Yeah, and I, I would also think that this joy that um, is being brought back into into our lives. Um, I'm not saying it really will but I because I don't know but it 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 should make us stronger also you know yes. it will yes. make 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 us yeah it will make us stronger it will get us out of the the depression and um uh, and literally uh will give us more strength to um, to survive I think
1: absolutely and and it gives more value to what we do because I don't know about you but for me when in March 2020, everything was gone. You know, suddenly, I I, I was on tour. I was in South America in February 2020. I flew back home. And, you know, I live in Italy, so that was the very first European country to be affected. Mm -hmm. Uh, I flew back home, and three days later, we went into a full national lockdown. And suddenly, I was thrown from doing my life Try be able to travel to you know to to, 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 to go out with the bands and suddenly everything was switched off and with no idea of when it would be possible to resume uh, this life and it, 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 now that I'm able to to do it again I give a lot more value to what I'm doing just because now I know, okay, we, 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 we give things for, for granted all the time. Uh, we never thought that, uh, you know, getting on into a plane was something that it would have been possible. I mean, we, 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 until two years ago, we lived in a world where you can go to an airport, buy a ticket and fly wherever you wanted to go with no any restriction. And, and suddenly it's not like that. It hasn't been like that for two years and it's still not like that because you still cannot go in many places. Uh, and it was normal for us to, you know, okay, where do you want to go this weekend? Want to go out and want to go to Paris? Just go on, on online, buy the ticket and fly to Paris the next day. No, you, you cannot do it anymore. Now that we are allowed to, to do it again, we need to keep that in mind that the freedom we have it's it's huge uh, it's something that that we shouldn't give for, for, for granted we, we can do it now we can do it today we should do it today not keep postponing i mean i I, I know I'm, I'm repeating myself but uh, this is really what i what I learned um, in those two, in those two years, I, you know, I kept, because, because, uh, my life, I mean, the way I plan my life is based on the tours. It's always focused on six months, one year. So, okay, now I'm doing this tour, then I go home and, and I'll be thinking about, okay, next tour is going to be in the fall 2023. So, uh, this is what I need to do. And I, Keep planning, you know, one year in advance, and I'm not planning on the short term. Now I know that, of, of course, when it comes to tours, I need to plan. I still need to plan one year in advance, but when it comes to my life, it has to be day by day. That's something. It has to be, I, be now, now. It has to be now. Right.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, Francesco, thank you so much. I, I, this, this, these are really wonderful words to to end the conversation. Um, and like quite motivational and wonderful to hear that from somebody who is, you know, made, made, making compromises his life, you know? (laughs) So like, you know, especially, especially with this background of your skill, you know, and of your work, these words are very, very powerful. They, Yeah. Well, thank you, Francesco. And I, 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 I know that, I know that you have to go, but, um, and uh, yeah, it was a pleasure to, to talk with you
1: for this. It was a was, a, was a, a pleasure for me as well. It's, you know, it's all things that are in my mind, but sometimes, uh, you know, uh, until you, you take them out and, and tell to somebody, you don't even think about it too much. So thank yes. you for giving me the opportunity to <laughs> open my mind a little bit <laughs> and make my thoughts coming up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Wonderful.
1: Thank you, Francesco. So bye-bye bye for now. Yeah, bye. yeah bye-bye.